0: 18 plus. And now to show how the bum pass works, we have one of the constituents of Canada. How is it going, friend?
1: Oh, hey, I'm uh, Randy Abutman. I'm good. How are you?
0: Fantastic. Well, as you know, I'm Justin Trudeau, and you can always trust me because I'm the most greatest and goodest looking and smartest president in the world. I'm going to help you with the brand new bum pass. Are you ready? What the hell's a bum pass? Well, Everyone hates the vaccine passport things. So now here at the Canadian Science Exhibit, we now have a brand new way to protect yourself from vaccines, disinformation, fake news, and conservative, I mean, proper, I mean, government. Are you ready? Wait, don't you just get COVID from your mouth? So now pull out your phone, random Canadian that I don't know, and open up the BumPass app. Okay. Second grab your phone from your strong hand, and shove it up your butthole as deep as it goes. Mm, is this going to hurt my butt? If you don't do it yourself, we're going to have a security officer do it for you, are you ready?
1: Oh,
0: one, two, oh! Now once you've done that, the bum pass will automatically take a photo of the inside of your colon. It will then go through a bunch of algorithms and things that I'm far too intelligent to explain to you, and it will tell if you have COVID-19. Let's wait for the results. This seems extremely invasive. Oh, it's not as invasive as Canadian governance, but you already know that fellow Canadian constituent. I can take this thing out later, right? Actually, no. Now that it's already in your bum, there are going to be probes coming out of your phone that are going to attach to the inside of your rectum, making it impossible to pull out without incurring a $2,000 fine. (laughs) I think I'm going to go over to one of them convoy protests. Well, good for you, because also with the BumPass app is the Zap app. So if you happen to go within 100 meters of any protest that we deem not good for the government, you'll receive 1 million volt shock. It's for your own protection, of course. Oh, Canada. And I'm Steve. I'm Tom. And this is Demagogue News with things you need to know about. Episode 171, Canada is having a dark day in the world edition.
1: Yeah, it's funny. We used to think that Australians and Canadians were just more chill Americans. It turns out they're just more compliant Americans. And uh, government really
0: likes to take advantage of compliance. Luckily, it's not all Canadians, like it's not all Australians. And for the past, I mean, like what, three weeks now? How long has the Freedom Convoy been going?
1: It. I know it started last month.
0: I don't have an exact
1: date. There are some but good Canadians it, out there. Yeah, uh, the best kinds of people. So um, if you haven't been paying attention, the Freedom Convoy has been trying to congest both um, you know, city streets like in Ottawa or ports of entry between the United States and Canada, like the Ambassador Bridge between Michigan and Ontario. Um, It's very clear, though, in the Great White North that only a certain kind of protest is allowed. And this mostly
0: peaceful protest um, doesn't make the bill. Well, there's your problem. It's mostly peaceful. If they were looting more corporate companies like Nike, then maybe they'd be allowed to pass. But since... All they're doing is taking up space and honking and grinding down Ottawa's economic viability to a halt, which is actually the real reason why they're angry. Suddenly, this protest is deemed, you know, possibly, you know, right-wing Nazi-ish. It's it, it's It's the next Reichstag fire, apparently.
1: Isn't that funny, though? There's, like one guy with a swastika flag who like there's video of protesters like basically shutting this dude out and it's like, "Oh, they're all racist, that's it." But like like you watch 20 people loot a target and it's like, "Oh, well, they're just fringe." You know, Black Lives Matter is more of an idea than an organization. These are just individuals.
0: Well, the only reason why they're looting is this, this is their reactionary, you know, action to the the, the bonds of oppression. And so it's actually it makes total sense why they want to steal from companies and from small business owners. It's because they're letting out their anger. But if truckers just honk their horn and get really fucking annoying, then that's just unacceptable. That's anti-Canadian. Oh, that's sedition. White supremacist Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Just to note, uh the ho- the ban on honking in on in Ottawa is still going on until
0: tomorrow. Um Yeah, you honk your horn without a good reason, straight to jail. Still. So you know, this mostly peaceful
1: protest is people protesting the mandates. And Trudeau has basically shown that he is willing to do whatever it takes to end the protests, except end the mandates.
0: Now, the only caveat to that, and which shows that this this freedom convoy has done its job, is that Ottawa, along with a couple other provinces in Canada, are you mean now Ontario.
1: Yeah, you're talking about uh, Premier Doug Ford, right?
0: No, I'm talking about. Jordan Peterson just uh, released a video, allegedly speaking directly to people that are in in the convoy.
1: Oh, what? Of news that that I didn't
0: really know about, that apparently cities and provinces of Ontario and surrounding are now changing their vocabulary about vaccine passports and about COVID restrictions. Like all the liberal, you know, you know, shitbags here in the United States that suddenly realize they want to be reelected. I'm sure the Canadians also want to be real elected. Yeah. So now that there's been, I mean, and it goes to show, if you play your hand and you say that you're not backing down, someone's going to fold. Allegedly, there's some real conversation in Canada about changing the definitions for these mandates and lockdown-type uh, policy. So the the, com- the convoy is doing its job, but it ain't fast yeah. enough for, for Trudeau. No, it's not.
1: Um So, Trudeau invoked, for the first time ever in Canada's history, the Emergencies Act. What's that? Because apparently the convoy is a national emergency. So, uh, it'll make you say, what in the 1984 is going on here? So, Mm. not only does it give the Prime Minister the power to use the military to dismantle protests, it also gives him the power to freeze... Finan- so donations, just direct donations, crowdfunding, and cryptocurrency going towards the f- truckers. Not to mention, private banks are allowed to freeze bank accounts of anyone who is associated with the protests.
0: Huh. Well, boy, that you know what? That just sounds like an appropriate reaction to me. <laughs> that just seems like... It doesn't seem like he's overreaching his executive power as president of Canada. No, no, no. That seems totally normal that 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 is a totally rational and logical decision for a really annoying group of people is to ruin them financially and to threaten uh financial institutions to do so because i'm sure if banks don't do that then they'll be fined a bazillion dollars so you just you need
1: private industry and the government to cooperate to beat fascism that's just yeah. what you
0: got to do. Th- that's so. the, that's the definition of fascism. I mean, that's the definition of beating fascism. Uh,
1: you mean anti-fascism.
0: Oh, it's- yes. anti fasc <laughs> Well, anti-fascism is actually more of an idea. It's not really an organization or a movement, <laughs> yeah, Tom.
1: But it's also a good approach, and we also let them out of you know, prison.
0: But it's all for the greater good, Tom. It's all for mm-hmm. the greater good.
1: Yeah, this is uh, wildly concerning stuff coming out of Canada. And just the fact that Trudeau can say, you know, with a straight face in Canadian Parliament that this is just responsible governance and that these people. He, like, uh, he made these wild accusations like <laughs> the convoy are taking food from homeless people. <laughs>
0: like, they're literally stealing candy from babies. <laughs> How much more evil can they be? They're thieves and they're white. I mean, and they're. Blue collar, or I, uh, they're hardworking taxpayer. Uh, they're bad people. They're just they're the the very worst <laughs> that Canada has to offer. <laughs> the worst of the Canucks, uh. um, which is
1: hilarious though, because then he says he goes on to say that, you know, that they're doing this during COVID. This is no time to let our guard down. This guy went out in May of 2020 with Black Lives Matter and knelt down with them during the height of the pandemic.
0: Well, it's not the same, Tom. It's not the same because Trudeau didn't like it, so obviously it's bad. <laughs>
1: well, racism is is the real pandemic, even though there's five black people here in Canada.
0: <laughs> 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 and half of them are at the protests so they're they're obviously they're obviously dark white supremacists yeah, and or they're manifesting somebody, their whiteness
1: somebody didn't say thank you to the Indian cashier at Tim Horton's so the racism is rampant we just need uh. to crush them so yeah I'm <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> but you come off as an asshole. so yeah so Trudeau um obviously wants to invade people's privacy and also you know not let them leave Canada, um, possibly endanger their livelihoods. The Emergencies Act is an insanely fucked piece of legislation. However, so Trudeau's doing all this where he's like not backing down. But what Steve was mentioning earlier is that a lot of Canadian cities and provinces are dropping restrictions. So Alberta, for instance, last week, dropping their vaccine pro- passport program. Ontario, dropping theirs. And not to mention, okay, to get into Canada, you had to take like a molecular test for COVID. They right. even lowered that down to a rapid antigen test. So one of those 15 minutes, very unreliable tests.
0: Oh, the ones with all the false, false positives and everything? Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah. So you can use that to get into Canada if you're vaccinated. Yeah.
0: And, and if, I think the funny thing, and I, I think this goes to show that when actual protest actually flexes, when, the, when a constituent and a massive group of constituents actually flex the power that they have when it comes down to the Ambassador Bridge. Mm-hmm. Truckers were able to fill up uh, all the roads at this small choke point of the U.S.-Canada border. Apparently, it severely affected U.S. engine manufacturing because the city of Windsor was right around the corner, and that is a very big engine manufacturing city basically and it's historically been very uh had a very big relationship with detroit
1: when it yeah, comes it's to big, auto it's big in the car world
0: huge in the car world well once that port closed down unfortunately because corporations are soulless beings well they started crying to the u.s government but these protesters are affecting our business so the united states called upon canada to basically nicely force them to start this process of using executive orders in the the military to move these structures because it's affecting u.s business well that's also the kind of the point to embarrass canada and to flex the ability that a large group of people have to make social change
1: yeah and Very obviously crippling the economy in one way is very good, but crippling it in another way is very bad. Like if you're protesting government overreach, you're terrible. But if you are the government and you do it in response to a virus that the vast majority of people surprise, survive, it's very, very good. It's – we can't have the truckers hurt the Canadian economy more than
0: we have. (laughs) It's not right. <laughs> we, we need to have the monopoly on misery, okay? These guys can't be spouting off their thing and then have the solution of, like, stopping mandates. That can't be the solution to their problems. The solutions to their problems needs to be the bum app. The bum pass. <laughs> the
1: bum pass.
0: <laughs> the bum pass needs to be the solution to everyone's problems.
1: We're going to insert this phone into the anus of every single trucker. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Canada, bend over and let us have our way with you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Shut your fucking mouth.
1: <laughs> Shut your mouth and get cocked. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, bringing things uh, stateside here. Uh, got some spicy news on the Durham probe. So, Ooh,
0: straight caliente. Yeah.
1: So, some of you who uh, maybe haven't heard of John Durham, he was the special counsel appointed by then Attorney General William Barr to investigate the Russiagate uh, r- development.
0: R- r- which Russiagate was this? Was this the Zelensky Russiagate? Was this the. Which, there's so many Russiagates. Tr- you know, no, uh, so many
1: or- Eastern European gates. So, this is the initial one in which. Uh, then Democrat, well, actually just the Democrat establishment, accused Donald Trump of being a Russian cat's paw and that the Russians actually influenced the election of 2016 to make him president.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, previously, last year, <clears throat> Durham dug up Igor Danchenko, who is actually the anonymous source behind the Steele dossier, mm. <clears throat> which was used- as a first trump's second impeachment that was well actually for operation crossfire hurricane like if you haven't heard of it it was essentially trying to investigate trump's ties to russia and this source actually happened to be in bed with entities like hillary clinton
0: (laughs) i also remember that apparently this one source and the allegations and quote-unquote evidence that he provided was the linchpin for the entire thing. All roads led to this person's testimony and alleged evidence. And it was the wellspring that burst forth the entire thing to begin with. It was this guy
1: who just turned out to <laughs> be a self-interested individual. Um so now we have some more evidence that allegedly Trump was being spied on, not only spied on, but his Internet activity was being combed when he was both a candidate and president to find a link between himself and Russia. So former uh, new star vice president, Rodney Jaffe, used his ties in the private sector to get information from his Internet usage to make ties between himself and a Russian bank.
0: Oh no, Donald Trump's looking at porn. Oh, got oh, to okay, write this one down. Pornhub.
1: Taking t- note of all this weird stuff. Why is he Googling himself repeatedly?
0: <laughs> There's so many times Donald Trump, White House, Photoshop.png. What, what is this? He just Photoshopped himself into the White House already? I actually wouldn't be surprised if he had somebody draw that up for for himself in case he didn't win i just him behind the <laughs> behind the desk, like yeah. I bet uh, you would. <laughs> uh, could have been uh, terrible. Yeah.
1: Mm, would could have. Why can't we live in this reality? Um, now it gets even spicier in the fact that allegedly um, then CIA director John Brennan in 2016, because a lot of this happened in July of 2016, allegedly briefed then President Obama and Vice President Joe Biden on the fact that they were aware that Hillary Clinton was bugging Trump.
0: Remember when Donald Trump made this salacious allegation at a rally? I believe that he said that Barack Obama was uh, uh, tracing his phone calls. And that was yes. a whole big thing. And it like, oh, Trump's crazy. What, he's going to blame the black president that he's trying to spy on him? And then it came out that that was possibly true and people went to jail for it?
1: No, I don't.
0: No, yeah, Trump no, is bad. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Trump is bad. And so then now this information comes out that is an allegation that not only was his, you know, not only was phone communications being monitored previously, but internet communication as well from a collusion between possibly the highest office in the land and the private sector working in cahoots. What is that again? When the private and public sector work together for a nefarious reason?
1: Anti-fascism.
0: Ah, that's what is anti-fascism, of course. Fuck, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Anti. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, Put
1: the word anti before it. Yeah, just no, I, to I make apologize.
0: sure. That, uh, that was my my bad. My, my bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's um. So this is all in the court filing. Obviously, it hasn't. There's been no convictions yet, considering it was just filed like two days ago. But, um, remember all like how much the media trumpeted that Trump was this trumpeted well wow.
0: i know I, this, I thought you did that on
1: purpose <laughs> nope just slip of the tongue uh they were so gung-ho on the russia thing you know adam schiff was on a bunch of television programs talking about how he definitely 100 percent, had the evidence that trump colluded with russia and they there has been crickets on
0: this it, it, i mean at this point it doesn't matter everything in the past is irrelevant they they said their spiel and then they tried—it may or not have worked, but, it, you know, they tried to affect the minds of people listening. And now that possibly the, the you know, the cows come home to roost, you know, a apparently— cow co- What cow roosts? A Democrat cow. Okay, <laughs> Chickens it's <a> tra- roost. <laughs> it's a trans cow. Do not—do not assume this cow's gender, okay? Don't be— So this cow— <laughs> Don't be a trans-exclusionary cow feminist, all right?
1: It's the Rachel Dolezal of cows (laughs) or chickens, depending on how you look at it.
0: This trans chicken deserves respect, okay? It is valid, and it is good.
1: (laughs) We have to pretend it can lay eggs. And so when this trans cow
0: comes home to roost, suddenly, yeah, there's nothing. Adam Schiff talks so much. About how he knew this was obvious evidence. If, if if these allegations become true, then like, what do we do? We indict like half of half of what used to be the government in 2016.
1: I mean, we'll see whether or not John Durham
0: commits suicide. Um, but.
1: You know, this does heavily implicate Hillary Clinton, who was actually asked this, a question about this when she was giving a speech in New York City and dodged the shit out of it. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> Did don't not say. even acknowledge it.
0: You don't even say. Just <laughs> straight over the head, of yeah. course.
1: So uh, Trump, you know, released a statement on his website because he can't release statements anywhere else. Essentially, just in the Trumpiest fashion, just, of course, I was right about this. And I will be proven right about the 2020 election. They like, you know, went on to this tangent about like people honestly used to get it executed for this kind of thing. Oh, okay. The <laughs> full on Trump. Um,
0: But you can't say he was wrong. Uh, there's a lot of things that, that, that keeps coming up. And you know what? It's possibly because of his bombastic and crazy attitude. It was a lot easier to discount because he's so easy to hate. But damn, damn, he might not have been right. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you will dig dig
1: up some 2020 election stuff. But this is not really like it's just funny how much of a propaganda. Like there's journalism doesn't really exist anymore. It's just propaganda. And for, you know, since 2016, all we got was Russia, Russia, Russia. And now that RussiaGate, you know, I think John Durham actually said this makes Watergate
0: look like child's play. I mean, if say if this is true, like all Nixon did was try try to spy on people. He didn't succeed fully in spying on the well, DNC. If this shows that there was a full, uh, uh, what's the word, um, misinformation campaign, <laughs> like inside coup. No, that's not the right word but still spicy very spicy this is like this is a solid like Indian spicy this is real spicy yeah so we will uh
1: keep you posted on whether or not John Durham is still alive and the uh progress of uh
0: of the court filing yeah maybe maybe not nope that's going to be a like sticky that. one and Trump news is becoming so much more blase which is interesting because you think that uh well, this is goes against. This is for Trump, so of course, mainstream media is not never going to touch this one. No, not at all. Um, but we will. And uh, yeah, speaking of that
1: part of the world, <laughs> Russia was supposed to invade Ukraine today at 3 a.m. local time.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm sure that you, the listener, you've seen all of the all of them in mean, so many articles about the escalation of Russia, Russia Ukraine, Russia's doing this, a hundred thousand soldiers at the border. And an interesting kinda idea popped up. How the hell does the media know that Russia's gonna start their D Day campaign like exactly to the hour when they're going to invade?
1: Yeah, it's really weird. Uh the first time that I remember hearing it, I believe it was Monday, um, Ukrainian president Vladimir Zelensky had said, Russia's going to invade on Wednesday, which could have just been a political ploy to just kind of call out Russia on a bluff. Sure. Um, maybe maybe it was misinformation. But regardless, why the hell would the Russians have, like, oh, this is the date <laughs> and time. where Hey, we're prompt people.
0: Put it on the calendar, folks.
1: <laughs> hey, hey, let uh, everybody
0: know. Don't go to school tomorrow. Just letting you know. Is was, was that <laughs> i don't think russia's gonna be doing that yeah it was just like super weird
1: and in a a weird situation that has been going on far too long
0: yeah this whole thing is is it's fucked and i think that i was reading an article a couple days ago about like where putin's like mental state should be at because he's turning into he's turning himself into a like a caged tiger because yeah. if all of these escalations keep going and you know there's been a, like, a dissolving of the diplomatic process for being able to negotiate, as it gets worse and worse and worse, Putin has less and less of a chance of being able to uh, fold in the card game. He's, they're getting closer to the last hand in Texas Hold'em, and eventually yeah. he's not going to be able to have any choice but to use some type of military action, which you know i i mean i don't think that's the worst thing you know worst statement in the world i think putin might might kind of be stuck cuz if he doesn't invade ukraine at this point like it's like the kid who brags all the time eventually he has to do it cuz if he doesn't he loses all the face in the world
1: yeah it's it's like the, he started playing chicken before they got into a very narrow tunnel <laughs> and the, yeah the options to leave the game a chicken are kind of depleted at this point now maybe there's always the chance that he like calls it off waits for a little bit you know nato gets a little um you know what's the word i'm looking for they let their guard down and then he swoops in but yeah it's tensions are too high you know there's us troops in poland right now
0: yeah the uh the whatever moves of forty chess that putin's planning to do there's less and less moves There's less and less options. I mean, maybe Putin, you know, is able to negotiate some money or like a good pipeline or some some economic boon for Russia and then pull out. But then that just goes to show that anybody who threatens NATO is just trying to get money out of them. It's like a hostage situation. Ukraine is definitely
1: the hostage in this scenario. Um, We're also dealing with a very bad situation for the United States in that the Biden administration really shit the bed when it came to the withdrawal from Afghanistan and it exposed us for being like a paper tiger, if you will. Of I'm, our own, yeah. Yeah, and I'm very, let's uh, yeah, just say, concerned that the Biden administration now is attempting to correct that and see like, and prove our strength.
0: Oh, oh, the bully doesn't beat up the, 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 the small kid. So now he's got to beat up somebody else to make sure everybody knows he's still a bully. Yeah. And, um, you know, we were talking about the Russian quote-unquote information
1: earlier, but it's also, like, on our side as well. Uh, Last week, you know, uh, State Department spokesperson Ned Price. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to— Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Said, you know, he basically said that, oh, like, rush tensions in Russia are building and stuff like that. And then he was called out on it. Somebody asked, like, what's your source? He said, Well, I'm telling you right now. It's like, you can't like, oh, cite I w- your statement as of right now <laughs> as your information. That was the whole back and forth with that reporter, right? Yeah. Uh, I think his name's
0: uh, Matt Lee of yes. the Associated Press. I watched that. That was super weird. Yeah for some yeah for some context it was the what was it the, the state department dude yes yeah mm-hmm. he was he was doing a, a release of information and uh he kept talking about that his source was the fact that he was now telling the press at this certain moment and this reporter said that's not a source like how who told you or what person or what you know what information pathway led you to this conclusion and time and time again he avoided the questioner said i'm telling you right now here's the evidence is me saying that we have proof that russia is going to you know do nefarious deeds that was super weird
1: yeah it's like can you imagine writing a paper and then citing yourself as a source (laughs) well i said it so
0: i i saw it in a dream that's my
1: source (laughs) Yeah, like Jake Sullivan, um, National Security Advisor, did the same shit on CNN when Jake Tapper asked him what his source was. He said, "Oh, well, you know, you make some statements to start a war and you make some statements to stop a war, and I'm definitely saying this to stop a war." It's like, cool, you still didn't cite any source.
0: I know that I remember every graduate of any foreign policy class knows the greatest way to uh de-escalate tensions is just to pull shit out of your ass. <laughs> that's that that's how you do it. it it's in all the textbooks all the all of the scholars of political uh intrigue they all know if you need to get a point across just pull anything out of your ass and then just say it's true and that'll probably work
1: time-tested yeah, uh, yeah. tactic yeah very famous um you know passage in the prince by niccolo machiavelli just yeah i,
0: I think Sun bullshit wins that. it yeah he definitely yeah. yeah that Sun Tzu said that
1: Oh my God. It's a joke. <laughs> it's a joke. It's the, just the fact that, like, the possibility of nuclear war <clears throat> hangs on the decisions of these dum dums. <laughs> like, these government bureaucrats who really they're, you know, they've never faced the repercussions of their actions. That's not who I want <laughs> playing the game for us.
0: Now, to play a little devil's advocate, I'm sure, and the problem is, is that. They treat—I'm sure—they treat the American people like mushrooms, feeding us just dog shit and leaving us in the in the dark. And I would assume that the real conversations in which they have these high-level military strategic people or, or diplomats discussing things with other foreign powers, diplomats and military strategists—I'm sure they don't give you know us the American people, the the media, the real spiel, because they you know because we're not. We're not smart enough or emotionally strong enough to, you know, handle the truth. Yeah, it's called classified information. Right, we can't handle the truth. But if you're going to lie to us, at least try a little bit better, bro. Mm -hmm. Come on.
1: It's terrible. So, I mean, as of right now, there's still nothing has happened. I think Russia keeps saying...
0: That there's no war but i can't really trust them no you can't also trust the russians that that's a, that's another one like that's not you can't stoop down to like oh well maybe the russians maybe they're the rational ones in this conversation yeah. they can't be but our our team is dumb too yeah i do find it
1: um a little concerning that there are people like specifically on the right who are fairly pro-russia and kind of <clears throat> acting as if we were the ones who provoked the situation, which I
0: certainly don't agree with. I, I, think, I think this c- is the many-layered the many, the many layered onion of, like, disinformation. Or, like, like it's like a fracture of, like, logical debate. Because mm-hmm. at this point now, everything's about your team. There's only... There's no more of the American team. It's, you know, it's, it's them and us, regardless. Now that Biden's president, most Republicans... As a whole, like oh well, he, nothing he can do nothing right. You know, there's nothing he can do right. The entire government's actually terrible. So then there's 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 a fracturing of like faith and American ability. So then I think now they're reaching over to see they they want a different monarch to be able to take power at least in their minds to say oh well, they're the, they're the ones that are doing things correctly. And so to, to defame this government, this administration that they don't have any faith on, they'll. Go ahead and assume that this radically non favorable to America foreign power is actually the ones they're doing the right thing because they're opposing this administration. Yeah, I,
1: <clears throat> I think that's a dangerous road to go down. Like, we are still Americans, guys, and our foreign policy interests are still the same. It's just, you know, maybe we think that the hand, the person playing the hand now is more incapable.
0: Yeah, but. It, economic uh, uh, a positive economic process regardless of the political party because it's easy to just to distill things down to you know make more money which is probably good for America to, to get better deals and make more money and have less war that's usually the top tenets for American foreign policy which for the usually most part power. usually it works most of the time but if, if there's such a lack of faith, in our administration, regardless of whoever's running the joint, that people might be on a pro-Russia stance purely to spite. It's not even because Russia has good points. It's despite the hand that's feeding them now because they don't like that hand.
1: Well, they are feeding us inflation. (laughs) Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm pissed at the Biden administration, too. I think they're terrible, but I also think it's uh, not good for the united states have a strong russia on the world stage and this is russia flexing its muscles you know essentially to cajole ukraine from drifting towards the west as opposed to outside of their sphere of influence
0: yeah it's a. I I think this is when it comes to uh what what's the what's the what's the word what's the word um this is already an element of warfare the, the, this type mm-hmm. of information manipulation or not, not even manipulation, because I think that the big problem would be that nobody's lying, but they're not necessarily telling the truth. So they're making these half truths to be able to influence the constituents instead of influencing uh, these politicians. Because Russia, like Afghanistan, knows or they, part of their plan is just to wait it out. Because if they can get this, you know, if they can get sow dissension, they can wait out these American politicians. Because Russia, I mean, they can have anybody they want in in their government, but they know that America follows these rules of election. So if they can sow these, you know, poisonous seeds, maybe eventually they'll be able to sprout plants that are more, you know, viable for them in the future. I mean. <clears throat> I think Nassim Nicholas
1: Taleb uses the analogy of like dogs and wolves and you know a lot of US politicians are dogs because you do have a master. You know, you have to get reelected. Whereas like Vladimir Putin is a wolf. Like nobody controls him.
0: Right. In fact he he, he feigns he, he feigns uh, you know, democratic process and manipulates it because he knows he's got all he's got all the chips in his pocket. He's isn't he president forever? Didn't they didn't they pass yeah, they, that? In- they
1: changed the Russian constitution. I think he's allowed to be Russian as president until 2032.
0: Yeah. So, and then in 2030, he's to change it again. Like, you know, yeah. there's no consistency over there. But there is consistency here. Mm-hmm. And that is now being shown as a weakness when it comes to, you know, the power and the ability of authoritarians to make decisions quickly is a strength when it comes to these types of government, you know, obstacles, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't like it often. Um
1: definitely. I think that it's a it's authoritarian power is a benefit in the short term and a detriment in the long term in my opinion. Um
0: I, I mean, this this happened with basically with FDR. Yeah. He, and but at, at that time period, it was better for every human living on this part of the planet to just run with one dude for a while for this short period of time. Yeah. And, and now that you know, cripple takes money out of our paychecks every day period. <laughs>
1: oh, come so, on, Tom.
0: He's your favorite president.
1: Burn in hell, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, you piece of shit. All right. Anyway. Um <laughs> despite disrespecting former presidents. Um speaking of current presidents, oh, this is a good one. So, Joe Biden, speaking of n- and nuclear warfare, the uh, I think it's deputy of like, you know. Essentially nuclear waste. I don't remember the title and I don't really care. Oh it's Department so of think, Energy guy. Yeah, what's his name? Sam Brinton? Benton. Let me let me pull that up, Jamie. Let me see. Benton. So this guy is you know, he has a couple of degrees from MIT. So I'm not going to discredit S- his education. Yeah. Sam is it Sam Benton? Anyway, I bet you could just Google nuclear drag queen. So yeah, this guy like knows a thing or two about nuclear waste and all that, but he's also very outspoken about his sexual kinks in uh, bedtime behavior. So, Mister, nah, 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 nah. yeah, Sam Brenton. So Mister Brenton, I'm sorry, they them Brenton. Oh yeah, they yeah. Good for you, Tom. Good for you. They them zerk, carrots, wingdings. Um, <laughs> his, uh, he's a drag queen, you know, we all have our hobbies. Um, he's also he goes around to campuses giving talks on sexual kinks and fetishes. He is big into puppy play, so he's a self professed pup handler. And one of his uh, favorite role plays is being a gay uncle. And his pronouns change regularly. Right now they're they them, but they could be anything. You know, it's just
0: something that it's like the wada. It's uh it's another segment of our cultural demise portion of the podcast, yeah. which we haven't done in a while. No, but we po- haven't. <laughs> postmodernism is uh alive and well. In fact that it's succeeding quite successfully. And I, I guess I'm not really surprised. I saw that he was appointed to this position. Uh, Sam is not a traditional-looking uh, bureaucrat. He actually I, he was wearing slacks and a vest. You know, didn't seem pretty, not all too bad. But uh, this person uh, was wearing, who looked very masculine, by the way, with his mohawk, and uh, <laughs> that was pink and with high heels, is now going to be in this very important part of the Department of Energy. And it's just another painful thing to see that you know, we, we don't, I, don't, I don't you don't have to be the clean cut hair with the suit and the shoes, but like it just looks terrible.
1: Like what the hell kind of foreign power is going to respect us? Like you want to talk about the Russians who are like, you know, admittedly more masculine than Americans right now. <laughs> like uh. This is the guy in charge of your nuclear waste. I mean, this is the they-them Yeah, hobbit. yeah. Don't, don't you dare misgender him,
0: Tom. Oh, oh fuck. I, I, uh, I'm oh, I, I'm Oh, shit. Oh. Uh.
1: They-them-elf-self. <laughs> Elf-self. I like that one. <laughs> uh, it's just... It's ridiculous. And, you know, I don't... It doesn't give me... Um, it doesn't make me feel safe about nuclear energy when, you know, there's pictures with this dude i'm just gonna call him a dude fuck it with like a bunch of people with the puppy masks on like he's a puppy like he likes to dress people up as dogs
0: and treat them as dogs the the, the, when in history because it started 40 years ago or so man i was was watching something It, it was about like it was a criticism on like the media trying to learn and learn about the like the private lives about politicians. And at the time period a while ago it was like oh well, that's not appropriate cuz you know the private lives really aren't that important because the job is mm-hmm. is that we're going to be serving the american people in whatever capacity. Yeah. Now, and you know it's always nice it's fun to know like oh, you know, back when Biden wasn't that fucking weird in 2009 or whatever like oh he likes ice cream like well everyone likes ice cream like mm-hmm. cool whatever you know obama you know obama likes golfing or whatever like innocuous things trump really enjoys beautiful women cool like that wasn't that interesting like great he's a real person he puts on his pants one leg at a time he's he's a regular joe that 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 like that was cool but now when someone who has a really important job in the federal government, like I, I could have done without the fact of learning that he was all into all those things and I would have just thought, okay, he's a graduate at MIT. He's smarter than me. Cool. His degree is in nuclear you know, engineering. Well, that's important to be in the Department of Energy. That would have been fine. But when it's being flaunted and being shown that this is a cool thing that this progressive person is into these weird sexual fetishes, and has a very uh, alternative type of dress that he's going to run with. He's not going to be changing, you know, into, like, you know, Navy navy suits and brown shoes. Well, Fucking, how, how does that brown help six it? six-inch heels, I- maybe. How does that help him do his job? Now,
1: to play drag queen's advocate, it's not like we dug this stuff up. Like, he was professing this stuff, and then people on the more progressive end of things you know flaunted like that's their
0: shit um no that doesn't help the job at all <laughs> like what well, I, I i'm still even criticizing sam like sam hey i'm to you shut your fucking mouth a little bit there's been plenty of pol there's been plenty of conservative politicians that have been super anti-gay and then suddenly they're in the bathrooms nudging feet trying to get a little handy in you know in in the white house bathrooms that's always been a classic thing that's been happening and it's very yeah, it hypocritical is. but are we, that we shut up like no no one cares and hey you can do whatever you want behind closed doors I don't care yeah. why is that why shrug- does that need to be like a foundational part of your ability to do a job is to know that oh that he has a unique set of you know interests Well, I mean, if you've noticed, the left puts, like, to them,
1: sexuality is paramount. Like, for them, like, who you fuck and how you fuck
0: them is, like, a key part of your identity to them. That should be the name of a book. Who you fuck (laughs) and how to fuck them. How to fuck friends and influence people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. It's it's really
1: weird. I don't know. So he's still a nominee, and I am really looking forward to his hearing. Like, I cannot wait.
0: Oh, I thought he was already went through the process. He's just been nominated. No, he's a nominee. Yeah. Who nominated him? Joe Biden. Really? I mean,
1: allegedly Joe Biden. You know, probably one of his handlers, this whole weekend at Biden's thing.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, how's that conversation going to go when he's in the hot seat? And after all of this media attention, that uh, Ted Cruz is going to be like, So, explain to me, explain to me puppy play, and how that factors into your ability to divert pollution in yucca valley I think well
1: i make a place where all my human pups go to the bathroom in my backyard so i know how to dispose of waste
0: because <laughs> i just have them eat it because they're also <laughs> have a fetish, oh fetish. so there you go <laughs> if we just have all the all the wonderful progressives just eat the nuclear waste then we'll have none yeah, perfect uh, beautiful okay. That's my dream world. (laughs) That they die of radiation poisoning?
1: (laughs) You got to play hardball sometimes. I love Um, when a
0: plan comes together.
1: Speaking of Joe Biden, he told like this really weird story where he, like, when he was a city councilman, where he put a dead dog on a woman's, like, doorstep. That was really weird. Wait, what the fuck? I just wanted to put. Yeah, he was like telling the story, like, in full confidence, and he was saying, like, yeah, no, she called me up and uh, asked, asked if, like, yeah, apparently if this dead dog on her lawn could be moved. And then he's like, and then I put it on her doorstep.
0: Biden like, recalls putting heck? a dead dog on Republican voters' doorstep as a young politician. Yeah, Story really of a woman who called county government to have a dog removed from lawn. So Biden put it on her front step. What the That's hell? That's so
1: weird. <laughs> like, What the hell is
0: wrong with you?
1: And why would you tell that story even if you did it?
0: (laughs) I got a call one night. The woman said to me, obviously not of the same persuasion as I was politically, called me and said, quote, there's a dead dog on my lawn. And I said, yes, ma'am. I said, have you called county? The woman said, yes, they're not here. And I said, well, I'll get them in the morning. But the woman was not satisfied with by Biden's answer, telling Biden she wanted the dog off her lawn and that she paid his salary. Okay, so that's a classic, like, fucking Karen story. So Biden responded. Yeah. I went over. I picked it up. I, w- I wanted it out of my front yard. I put it on her doorstep.
1: Oh, that Biden is crazy hijinks. That.
0: Okay, and this was in 1971 or whatever. But, like, what the fuck?
1: I'm assuming the woman can't be called in for question considering she's dead.
0: Yeah, but if she's dead, I don't think how this could be a positive thing. Like, why would you say that? I don't you know
1: why that? you would tell the story. It's just so weird.
0: Joe Biden jokingly reminisced. Uh, it's a fond memory. Oh, it's a fun man. story to tell with the boys drinking beer. Oh, Joey.
1: Well, I guess it makes sense why he— Necrophiliac Joe Biden. <laughs> Bestiality. Yeah, that's his, his kink and deal. Well, Bestiality I, necromancing? We see why he,
0: he appointed Sam Brinton then. Yep. Oh, you let like Pup play too, don't you? Oh, that's great. You're a good boy.
1: <laughs> I got some peanut butter back in the cupboard. <laughs> Just...
0: So imagine you're this lady, and you know what? You decide, hey, these politicians work for me. I pay that son of a bitch salary. He should be able to work for the constituents like myself. And yeah, you're kind of a Karen, so you're just going to call him and piss him off. But instead of like, of all the other things you could have done, the plan that you do is you see this dead dog, and he's a 20-something-year-old trying to be elected politician. He goes to this lady's house, sees that there's a dead dog, which, okay, dead dog on the lawn. So he picks it up. And then places it on her doorstep next to the welcome mat. I
1: don't like. Okay, even if this didn't happen, why in God's name would you like? Whether it did or didn't, why the hell would you tell the story? I just keep coming back to that. Yeah,
0: how is this funny? Like, like, (laughs) what if Donald Trump said, "Yes, uh, there was a a Democrat. Uh, There was a Democrat, (laughs) and she called me like a woman would, and complained that there was a cat that was a." Dead on her lawns. You know, you know what I did? It was tremendous. I uh I grabbed the cat and uh I threw it through her window. Heh. That's gonna teach her democrats Democrats, more like it. No one could almost say she was dead
1: as a dog. It was hilarious. I'm a great joker. Like what
0: no like the media would have
1: killed Trump because because they need Biden. It this
0: is just oh, it's just one of his weird quirks. Oh my god. Maybe also, we, should, uh, we should follow in his footsteps. That? If we don't like somebody, we should have to just put dead animals. You know what? We should just put dead animals in their bed. I'm sure no yeah. one nefarious in history has ever put dead animals in people's oh, beds man. to threaten them. That's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, uh. I'm t- I did want to add this story in just for shits and gigs. So uh, some of you might have watched the Super Bowl over the weekend. Um, in which you know, very sadly, the Cincinnati Bengals could not pull out the W. But rest in peace. The big story for me is the fact that uh, in California, and well, Los Angeles County is everyone, but in California, schoolchildren are still required to mask up. However, I didn't see a single mask in sight at SoFi Stadium on Sunday.
0: Well, the the, the thing is, Tom, because children are so much more at risk for coronavirus, they need to keep wearing masks. But if a bunch of old fat people are in stands literally screaming their head off, spreading all their juicy germs, that's really not as bad.
1: Well, I think it's because they paid thousands of dollars for a seat, and that negates the effects of the coronavirus.
0: Yeah, every, everyone knows economically privileged people are much more important than America's next generation of children.
1: We're just doing this for the
0: poor people. <laughs>
1: like,
0: And that's as, exactly what it looked like. Yeah, those as, as much as football's America's game, those seats were like six grand a pop for the nosebleeds. So you needed to have some real dough to be able to watch the Super Bowl live. Yeah, and you know, I'm sure it was a great time, but uh, Los
1: Angeles County still has a mask mandate. Like... I live in the state of California and the mask mandate ended today for most of the state. But you know, a lot of Bay Area counties in Los Angeles County are still keeping it because I don't I don't care. Because I don't because they're dumb. Um, but you know, Mayor Eric Garcetti, who definitely is a pro like all about this, I watched him hold his breath for the entire game. It was impressive.
0: Let's get his real record right there. He held his breath for three hours.
1: Didn't even get red. Guy has iron lungs.
0: No, he was blue. Is that red, Tom. He's blue.
1: <laughs> ah, well done. Uh yeah, you know, we watched, you know, LeBron James, Charlize Theron, J Lo and Ben Affleck, you know, all these people maskless. Um, you know, Matt Damon who talks about how hard it is to be a teacher and whatnot. He's maskless, but teachers still have to wear masks.
0: Well, he's just setting the example because soon the Democrat Party will come out and say they've always been against masks, that they knew the science always said that masks didn't work, and they don't know why the Republicans wanted people to wear masks for so long because it's obviously so anti-American because they've always been the anti-mask party.
1: Yeah, can you imagine that? See, Newsom being like, see, I ended the mask mandate because I knew it didn't work despite everyone telling me otherwise.
0: Like, that's not even a joke because I'll bet you $5 that he says that. Oh, he will. You know, it's
1: it's the same thing with the defund the police movement. Yeah. We've always been pro police. Pro science. Yeah. Yeah. Pro pro police. Yeah. Nancy Pelosi had the gall to get up on air and just be like, public safety is our biggest issue. And we're definitely against defunding the police. Yeah, as our cities are up burn,
0: sixty percent in San Francisco, and I'm five fifty percent of them.
1: That's why I bought my retirement home in Florida. L- less bum piss.
0: Uh, America! <laughs> oh my god! When do we just get to the season finale? I'm sick of these.
1: <laughs> like our writers gave up a long time ago, and just keep getting these shitty episodes.
0: We'll see if uh, we'll see if uh, the big bad evil guy. And uh, Moscow decides to do anything about it. Yeah, well, until uh, that
1: deus ex machina happens, um, keep your head on that swivel.
0: And that was another episode of Demagogue News. Again, thank you so much for watching. We do this for you. We do it to let people know what's happening so you know some real stuff that's not from the mainstream. So feel enlightened. Hopefully we taught you a thing or two. And keep on listening. Thank you.